This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your home life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, this is Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. I am so bored. I heard that from my teenager yesterday for about the billionth, trillionth time. I don't even think that's a number, but we're going with it. Billionth, trillionth. Yes, my teenager is bored. She wants to be entertained. Unfortunately, she got me as a parent, and I do not entertain. I think having moments of stillness are important to our own self-awareness and growth, but also to our creative process and our calm and peace. And we're going to talk about that today. What's the difference between being bored and having stillness in our life? And how do we cultivate that kind of stillness without being bored? When I was in college, I had a number of summer jobs. One, I sold snow cones and popcorn on the beach in Oregon, super fun. Um, But I also worked as a camp counselor. And one of the camps I worked with, the kids lived in the dorms at the University of Oregon. And so they were, you know, these were middle school, sixth grade middle school kids uh, who were on this big campus. And one of the things that the administrators talked about there was, you know, keep them busy, keep them engaged, keep them active, because a bored kid is a bad kid. And I think that's simplifying it. But what we know is when people, us too, adults too, are bored, it can create some stress. It it can create a high level of stress that causes us to feel stuck when we're in under-stimulating environments or routines, when we are not Receiving enough stimulation, hello, pandemic living, it puts us at higher risk for the boredom that can really prompt unhealthy behaviors like overeating, overdrinking, compulsive activity, getting into trouble when you're a kid. I think that's what they meant by that. A a bad kid is a bored kid because when they're understimulating, they're going to find something to do and it may not be the healthiest outlet, right? We see that in adulthood all the time. And until this year, I would have told you that I am never bored. I'm not. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I really have a rich inner life, which is a little cray cray sometimes, but I, I'll see something and it'll trigger the next idea for me to write about, or it'll cause me to wander and get more information about it. Or I, I, I really go down the rabbit holes of thinking like that. So I'm rarely bored or I'll make a, an elaborate backstory for the person that I'm in line behind at the coffee shop or whatever it is. 
But this year, I noticed something about myself. And that was that at odd times of the day, I'd want a cocktail, a glass of wine, or I'd want food. And I really had to sit back into that and recognize that I wasn't hungry. I didn't really want to drink. It was just something to do, something to stimulate my thinking, because we have been in a very similar routine all year long in 2020, staying indoors, working and and learning at home together through school. We don't go out. We don't have people in. Um, so the stimulation has been become very routine, right? Now, that doesn't mean it has to stay that way. We certainly can come up with plenty of interesting things to do. But I didn't realize I'd fallen into that trap where I was looking for unhealthy ways to create a little excitement around here. Once I did, then I could change that really quick. And and we have set activities we do. We have a lot of spontaneity in this house. We'll go for a random drive. We'll just whatever it is. So that's what we're talking about today is boredom. The difference between being bored and being still and why I think stillness is so important. But boredom is a real condition. And it's a situation that researchers are looking into more and more because they find that when people are locked in understimulating environments, they are more stressed, less engaged, and less healthy. They are also more likely to drop down into mood disorders, uh, depression, um, anger, frustration, as a way of triggering some of that stimulation, right? So boredom is associated with higher degrees of anger, sadness, worry. That's a big one for me. If I'm feeling restless here, like I'm not getting enough uh, stimulation or enough excitement or things to think about, I'll start ruminating, overthinking these things. So that's a good awareness for me. When I go down that road, it means, hey, I need to get busy. I need to get back to work or pick up a book or do something with my daughter or do something to uh, invigorate the day and and spice up the routine again. Because when we don't, particularly now in situations when we're not sure when this lifestyle is going to change again, we might be home more often than not for a while longer yet. And that can cause us to feel trapped. And as though we have a lack of control, a monotonous routine makes us feel bored, which makes us feel caught in our life, which can induce those negative feelings. We don't want to go there and we don't need to go there because it doesn't take a lot. The The human brain is really agile and adaptable and curious. If you give it just a little bit of novelty, something else to think about, it'll lead its way. And Your teenager might not ever admit it, but if you try a few of the things we're going to talk about today, they're not going to be bored. They'll find a way around that. And some of that's on them too, right? So one way to deal with feelings of boredom is to add novelty from day to day. And I think this works in two ways. First of all, we are really, as human beings, we really like new things. Imagine going on your walk through the neighborhood and and you go a different route and you see a house or run into a friend you haven't seen for a while or see new flowers coming up. Uh, We have actually winter flowers on the shrub outside on our Camilla 
Is that how you say it? Camilla bush up front. They're turning, they're blooming red now. And when I go around the neighborhood, I see all these little details that are new with the changing season. Our brains like that, right? As human beings, we like to attach to that novelty. So bring it into your life day to day. This isn't just taking a weekend trip once in a while or, or bringing in takeout from a new place. It's day to day. For my daughter, I will. I have a snack jar on her desk and I'll fill it with different things every once in a while, different snack crackers or um, lifesavers or something like find ways to have fun. Of course, we're eating dinner every night. I mean, these people, they eat and I feel like I'm cooking all the time. But one day, every once in a while, I'll give them a choice. You know, we all, everybody weighs in on what they want to have for dinner. And, and I'll say, okay, we can have tacos or mystery meal. And that just adds a little silliness to the day. But it also adds novelty because they always pick mystery meal. They never know what it's going to be. I never tell them ahead of time. And then they spend all day trying to guess what we're having. It's silly little ways to engage our thought processes and participate in our life in a new way, right? So look for ways to add fun to the basic tasks. This is routine. We have laundry to do every day. One of the things that we do around here, another, I mean, I'm not saying you want to live here, but this is one way we do it, is when we have a big uh, load, we'll throw it on the bed of clean laundry. We'll throw it on the bed and set the timer and everybody has a minute to grab all their items out and fold them. And the one who gets the most items pulled and folded from the pile wins some kind of goofy prize. I, I think last time they got a pack of gum or something. These are things we're going to do anyhow. We are going to fold the laundry. Nobody likes folding the laundry. But it turned a really mundane chore into something kind of fun, new and novel. We don't do it all the time because then it's not new anymore, right? Then people aren't down for the ride. So find ways to add novelty into your life. Now read a different genre of book than what you've been reading, right? Reach out to a friend um, that you haven't talked to for a while. Try a different takeout restaurant. Try a different stretching exercise at home or mix up your workout. Another way to, to do this and to overcome the feeling of low stimulation that can lead to boredom is to get outside. There are so many new things to see. Another thing that happens is if you really give yourself time without earphones, without talking on the phone, to really notice your environment around you and develop some awareness about it, you'll see amazing, awesome things. And that will trigger that chills emotion, right? When you see something so beautiful or so interesting that it that causes you to have chills, that's awe. And when we feel awe, we are more likely to connect with other people, to share the experience with others, to feel more positive moods within the day. And that is an anecdote to boredom because our brain then will be engaged with the thoughts of what we witnessed all day long. But that takes a noticing. I think there are awesome things in our world, especially the outdoor world, all around us. I live in the suburbs. Yes, I am that girl. And I find things all the time that are amazing to me. The way the squirrel hangs upside down to get to our bird feeder. 
it's not just a nuisance, it's amazing. And I can really get, uh, start thinking about how that would work. And that can lead to a story, like what would happen if people could do that? And, and, and you follow those ideas and it becomes more interesting just for a few seconds than it had the moment before. So get outside. Curiosity, give yourself something to learn or discover. When I was a kid, we'd have family dinners together and we'd always end up in these random discussions and somebody from the family would get up and go get the encyclopedias. We had a set of Britannica or world book encyclopedias that had the information to everything on the planet in those books, right? This is long before Google people and they weren't quite on the stone tablets, but you know what I'm talking, some of you know what I'm talking about. And we would always end up in a discussion at the dinner table that would lead to somebody needing to get up and verify their information in the world book. And whether it was right or wrong didn't matter because we would all read the passage and learn from that and then talk about it further. Now we have Google. Now I'm not thinking we need to be on our phones all the time. I'm really not about a lot of screen time. But when we get into a discussion at dinner in this family, or when we're talking about something else, we first try to work through that. We, we get curious about it. We ask each other questions. And we first try to work through that before pulling up the internet. And then we go to Google and, and back up our information and talk about what we've learned that way. So get curious. Don't just go with I don't know. When somebody asks you a question, I, I love that. I, I love questions. And um, I ask a lot of them. My husband will tell you I ask way too many questions. But I love it when other people ask them too, because it always leads to an idea that I hadn't had before. And in my work, that can be a story idea or a book idea, right? But also allows me to engage with the people around me in a new way. It allows me to learn and participate in my world. And it gives me something to check out if I don't know the answer. And that curiosity is the antidote to boredom. I am rarely bored, as I said earlier, because I'm always thinking about something. Well, I wonder what that woman at the coffee shop is doing or... Um, one of my things is I'll imagine like, okay, if I was lost in the woods, which is a nature park, like a block from my house, I'm not going to be lost in the woods people, but, but if I was lost out here and couldn't get home, how would I survive? You know, I, I'm always playing with ideas like that because I just find it more interesting. I, <laughs> a little weird, I know, but I also have a good time. Music is another way to break the boredom for the same reasons we're talking about right here, because we can get lost in it. And it also activates parts of the brain region, the same as artwork, when we're looking at artwork or, or reading, right? It activates parts of our brain region that make us more likely to engage. And when we're participating in our world, when we're involved in it, then that brings in more novelty, more activity physically and mentally, and, and we're not going to be bored. So turn on the music, get sucked into a song you love, or let it take you back into daydreaming of a of a time from when your younger days that were really, I can play some songs and remember the eight-track tape my dad popped in the machine on Sunday mornings. And um, that's great. Those memories and that daydreaming, going back to a happy time, that that will be an antidote to the boredom right there. Here's another thing I'm very conscious of. Research says that when we are too enmeshed in television news, um, 
social media post doom scrolling, you know, where you're just going from one bad thing to another. It causes us to feel out of control. When we feel out of control, we feel helpless, like there's nothing we can do. And that can prompt feelings of boredom, which causes our mood to take a dive. It's a sure way to feel bad. Turn off the television news or limit yourself to 10 minutes a day or whatever you feel like you need to be informed. I never do this before, but I, um, I read my news from newspapers online now, and uh, I really limit the kinds of posts and people I'm associated with on Facebook. In fact, I have a whole community at Polly Campbell Author, and these are the most positive, interesting people. Not that we all think alike. I mean, everybody has different things to add, but these are people that are creating their life experience. And so we can talk about those things, creating life a different way and and, uh, finding joy and gratitude in these moments. So you can join us there. It's Polly Campbell, author, speaker on Facebook, or you can find me at pollycampbell.com and sign up for my newsletter there, which is pep talk in your in your inbox every week. And that's another way to join this community where we talk about ideas, right? Not uncertainties, but more positive ways of being in our lives, of creating the experiences we want. This doesn't mean bad things don't happen, of course. And I feel sad and upset and stressed just like everyone else. But I limit where I get my news from because it became a passive expression of me being in the world. I'd watch it. I'd feel like it was happening to me. I'd take it in. There was nothing to do with that. So I get my news in other ways. And research shows that when we turn off the TV news and limit our social media experience, we're more engaged. We're more likely to do the things that help us feel like we're participating in the world. And that means we feel less out of control and less bored. See that tie in there? Now, here's the part about stillness I want to take a few minutes to talk about. Remember at the top of the show, I said, enjoy the stillness. There's a difference between stillness and boredom. This is probably the most powerful thing I do every day. And I get up early to do it because it's that important to me. Find time for quiet, for quiet inside the mind and body and quiet outside the mind. I'll get up early and I'll sit on the couch with a cup of coffee and, you know, I'll do my morning pages. At some point I'll meditate, but I'm talking about stillness, just being in that space without movement, without noise, just my breath. And I just try to become mindful to what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and what's going on in my environment so that I can reconnect with with some inner wisdom, if there is any in there, some resilience, some peace, my essence, right? Because I can only hear myself think when I'm quiet. And I want to pay attention to what I'm feeling. I want to be more engaged and connected. When we have stillness in our lives, we are less likely to feel bored because we're cultivating that rich inner life, that mindfulness that we can take into our world and use to become aware of everything that's going on around us. We see things differently and we see them more clearly without judgment. So we're less likely to be bored even when we're busy, when we're moving through our life, right? But stillness is really a chance to sit quietly, become mindful, notice your thoughts and do this without judgment. 
Just find peace in that moment. It's okay. See those thoughts come in and say, ah, okay, let them go. Remember, humans are dynamic. And we like to be dynamic. We like to be moving and active and thinking and thoughtful people, right? So this kind of stillness I'm talking about, even activities that induce boredom, maybe like laundry folding, also tended to become more creative in those moments. So people who took on passive, more boring activities like reading a phone book in one study were more creative problem solvers during the rest of their day. Because boring tasks, times when we are quiet and unengaged in a deep way, allow room for daydreaming. So when you have those pockets of time where you think you're doing a mundane job, folding the laundry or chopping the carrots or sweeping the floor or maybe cleaning the desk at work, whatever it is for you, then that time, that so-called mindless activity that you might feel is boring, is also a great time to prime yourself to create, right? To take on the more dull activities of the day, plant the seed before you go in there and say, okay, I'm going to go fold the laundry, but I wonder how to work through this next piece of my novel or what I need to add to the painting or what, what should I cook for dinner or what needs to be in the annual report this year or how can I get donors and new clients with things changing at work this year, right? Prime yourself, ask a question, begin that engagement process and then go fold the laundry or sweep the floor or whatever it is you need to do next, shuffle papers around on your desk. And that question will take root on your unconscious mind and start working on you, right? That's not boredom. That's engagement. And it will come to your awareness and you'll become a more creative problem solver. So boring tasks allow room for us to create. It just looks and feels a little differently, but don't undersell it. Leave time to do that. And that brings us to the Simply Start segment of the show. Today, I want you to think of something you'd like to do, something maybe you haven't done for a long time, I've always wanted to try, or something that uh, you enjoy doing. Maybe it's a walk around the neighborhood, something that's possible. We, For example, we have a jigsaw puzzle we're going to pull out because we haven't done it yet. We're getting excited about that. So think of something new to add to your regular routine. What is something you could bring into your day? Maybe you're going to have a laundry challenge or try a new recipe or do watercolor after work, whatever it is. And I want you to take this idea, this fun task, this fun activity, and I want you to write it right into your calendar. If you keep a, you know, a calendar online, punch it in right now. Put that in your Google calendar or write it in your day book. I still use the paper method. So I write it, add it to your calendar, schedule it in before eight o'clock at night, because in the evening we get too tired. Maybe that's just me, but hello, I want to be in my pajamas at seven, not exaggerating. Add it into your calendar, make time for it and get in the habit of bringing some fun, some playtime, something new and novel into your day. And you'll find that's an antidote to your boredom, but also it will unleash your creativity and it's going to make you feel better. It's going to uplift your mood. And let me tell you what, if you can create that higher energy in your house or workplace, you're going to bring it to the people around you. And that's going to be the antidote to boredom for everyone involved. We're just talking about spicing up the daily routine a little bit. So we can keep going and develop our resilience and feel better in our days. Okay. So simply nifty today, 
find a song on Pandora or Spot, wherever you listen to music. Go, you know, a lot of people still listen to vinyl. We have a record player in our house too. Go pick out a favorite song. And and every time you're feeling bored or restless, sometimes my boredom shows up as restlessness where I'll be like, oh, what should I be doing? Just go turn on the song and dance to it, move to it, bring it in, just belt it out, turn it up. Let the music inspire you to start thinking and engaging in your life again. You won't feel bored anymore. It can be a quick fix. Don't let yourself go down the rabbit hole where you feel depressed and stuck because there's too much goodness in life even now for us to become engaged with, to activate and be a part of. And I think when we do that, nobody's going to be bored. And that's going to help us live well, do good and be happy.